Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and the cotton ball diet. <laughs> what? Cotton ball diet. You ever heard of it? No. no. It's, I have a uh, feeling it's going to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> See, everything's going to piss you off tonight. Brad's so. not on board tonight. Uh, the cotton ball diet is a diet that involves consuming cotton balls yeah, in yep, liquids right. it pisses me off. such as juices or smoothies. Uh, the cotton ball is intended to make a person's stomach feel full without them gaining weight. It's, uh, it also helps when you blocks up your intestinal tract. Yeah, so it, it blocks helps. the digestive uh, system and it's uh, been repeatedly condemned as dangerous. You're eating um, cotton. <laughs> could You're result eating, in see, I'm already having a night. I'm already having a night where I almost like kind of hate humanity. It <laughs> really doesn't help. The, the crazy thing is, most cotton balls like, aren't do you, even like, made with cotton anymore. They're how do you freaking talk polyester. somebody into that? Like I, I don't like. Who was the yeah. first person to go? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make money by telling people to eat cotton balls. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Here, eat a T-shirt. It was reported. You, know, you could do that, or you could, you know, have engineers. some freaking self-control and stop shoving food in your fat face. You can do that too. <laughs> oh man, it can you also know. cause choking. Right, I can't imagine why. <laughs> this seems this seems like a self. What do you What do you way. put on somebody's gravestone if they die, if they choke to death, or have blocked up intestinal tract from eating cotton? Too like, much cotton. You, I mean, what do you? <laughs> he was a deckhead. That's just what you put. A deckhead. Deckhead. Oh. Yeah. I, I, don't know. I mean, here lies, say here lies the dumbest person alive. <laughs> the human Q-tip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into... Uh, Can we uh, eat our cereal yet? No, stop. Okay, Brad okay, is in a terrible ahead. mood, so here we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's do... He's already eating cereal. You are literally the worst. <laughs> okay, okay, so r- roll call. Brad's here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Don't Matt's. ask him anything else. Matt's here, present. Yes, Michael, you're here. I'm, I'm here. Um, <coughs> one thing I want to get it. off this the top. This isn't going to make it through the news feed. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> of uh, Matt Polly, he was on a podcast recently. Yes, I um, was. Brandon Andrews' uh, new podcast. He was the worst part of that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's just, see, I'm going to backhand him. It's just going to happen. You're going to hear an audible smack, and I'm going to backhand him, and then we're just going to fight. That's yeah. just what's going to happen. My cereal's getting soggy. Brad's not on board. All right. So we said last week that we would try, try some cereal. It was Brad's idea. Brad didn't even freaking bring cereal. Yeah, I forgot. I'm just mad. I'm I, went really to the mad store, I went to the store tonight. <coughs> I went to the store to get cereal and bought beer instead. Let, me tell, you, let me tell you the cereal <coughs> I was going to bring, because I discovered it this week, and it's amazing. It might be my new favorite cereal. It's called Madagascar S'mores Cereal. All right. Like Madagascar the movie. It's basically like if Golden Grahams had a baby with Lucky Charms and Cocoa Puffs. Oh, man. But instead, you're eating the... Uh, because I knew you weren't going to bring shit. <laughs> I brought three <laughs> boxes very, of cereal. Very well, astute. in my defense, I told you to go get mine because I totally forgot to get it today. Yeah. I, even though I went out specifically to get it. This pairs really well with beer. Um, the uh, peanut butter cereal kitchen. So, so, so we're drinking Brad beer, eating cereal. What is this? College. Brad is eating uh, cocoa peanut can we, butter can puff we pass cereal. Yet? We oh yeah. I don't even have a bite of my. Make a mind Quit freaking talking. You take your spoon. Oh, yeah, sorry. This is a spoon. podcast. We have to talk. Yeah. Douche nozzle. <laughs> just sound. It's just like thirty minutes of us chewing. Mm. I got the uh, right now. I'm working on the Hit cocoa. Your spoon. And, I don't want your spoon. <laughs> oh my god. I'm working on the cocoa and peanut butter puff cereal. Mm. Mine is the uh, sprinkled oh donut God. crunch. Oh, this is ridiculous! Wow, you, this I haven't had this forever. It's really good. I had frosted flakes. You know, they're just 
And that's you know like, what? It's like yeah. eating your childhood. Mm-hmm. Do you know what this Frosted Flakes is missing? Ice cubes. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're the dumbest person ever. <laughs> this, uh, I want, like, the entire box of this. Um, uh, the you can go buy some Kroger. Wrinkled Donut hey, Crunch. Shit over no, I'm eating it. No, give me a bite of it. Mm. All right. The, um, Man. the Cocoa Peanut Butter Puff Cereal. Kind of oh, my like God. Dude, it kind of looks like dog food. Yeah, totally does. And if I think about it while I'm eating it, it kind of tastes like dog food. Dude, it really does. That sprinkled donut crunch is ridiculous. Yeah, go buy that. You can find it. Captain Crunch sprinkled donut crunch. Eight out of ten would recommend. Mm -hmm. There you go. Pastors approved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't crap. Pastor tested. Pastor approved. Yeah. I kind of wanted to drink my milk cereal, but that's fine. Are we going to what we're drinking? Yeah. What are we drinking, Brad? Go ahead. Um. Just get you out of the way real quick. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> drinking the Voodoo Vanilla Rye Porter from Evil Check Brewery. I bought that today. And it's really good. The bread stole my thing. No, it's really good. It uh, It's just a classic porter with a hint of vanilla. It's not gonna oh. taste, it actually tasted pretty good with cereal. I need to try that. It kind of works. Good. Yeah. Yeah, let's all pass around and give everybody diseases. That's great. Says the guy who just drank out of my bottle of gin straight. Yeah, but I, I wasn't drinking after you. So it doesn't matter. I'm drinking after you now. That's fine. It tastes like cereal. Um, it does a little bit now. Yeah, <laughs> it was burnt a little bit. Yeah, a little extra. Yeah. It is extra it's actually, frosted. Uh, very. It's kind of. It's very toasty and nice. Good beer. Um, what are you drinking, Matt? Uh, that lovely have, glass there. I know it's my special glass. Yeah, it's good. Um, I have the Erdinger Weiss beer. Um, a very very German beer. It's one of the better beers you'll ever it's have out of Germany. Probably my favorite German. It's so good. Hefe, um, I would say. Bottle fermented, all natural. It's really good. It's really freaking yep, good. It is. Let's you talk can, about your glass for a minute because yeah. I'm definitely in- intrigued. By so, that. well, we got this from a friend of ours who will be on the podcast at some point. Um, Pickens. Pickens. Um, and he got he Hi, he runs uh, he runs the co-op down in his small town and has a pretty sweet beer section he's developed. And uh, except he's the only one that buys. Them. He's the only one that buys them. <laughs> because so in a he small had, town, and everybody just wants Budweiser. He, had he these, gets a discount. They had these special packs that came with five of these um, Erdinger bottles and the glass for like fifteen bucks. Which and we're talking the big bottles. The big bottles, like, the like what are they, nine ounces yeah. or whatever. So yeah. almost a pint and a half worth, or is a pint and a half mm-hmm. worth. And so the glasses, it's actually like, it's got soccer player it's got on the a bottom. soccer ball on top. And the so- the top of the glass is sort of etched as a soccer ball, but it's a sweet looking glass. Yeah. It is very sweet. It's and a, it, it's that nice. beer tastes fantastic. It's out a of pimp cup. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. So. so I wouldn't say that the beer actually matches the cup. The cup is a little bit, uh, it's a pimp cup. Yeah, it is a pimp cup. <laughs> total pimp cup. Yeah, total pimp cup. Um, this week I am drinking um, Quaffons. Another Quaffon. You're on a Quaffon kick. Right well, they started good. carrying them. Carrying them here uh, locally, and so I've been. I didn't. This is the first time I saw this one, so. And for only like eighteen dollars for a four pack, so yeah, it's good. It was actually it wasn't that bad. Um, this is the uh, yellow dwarf. It's a American good. wheat ale. Yeah, it's a hoppy wheat. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's um, it is very hoppy. It's um. American ale, in fact, over fifty percent of the grain we use God, to brew yellow dwarf is wheat. Fifty percent wheat. So, um, I, I this is actually I did buy a four pack like last week, and this is the last one. Hmm. You don't kill off beer that fast usually. I don't, but you know, moving causes me to do yes, great, great Michael did things. move this week. Yeah, so I've been moving out to the country. 
And I got a beer fridge in my in my garage. Yes, you do. Yeah. Big full size one. It's just it's just my old, just fridge. old fridge. We got a new fridge at nice. the, the new house. And I think it's a bitch to move too. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, Brad. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> I did have a wonderful day not helping you move on Sunday. Brad is the worst. <laughs> I had a wonderful day helping you move because I'm a better friend. Sure, yeah, it's true. Yep, I'm fine. Um, the uh, yeah, Brad, Brad's accepted. His but I've got life. some. Brad is just the worst. <laughs> I am. Literally the I'm worst. gonna go ahead and accept that. So it's it's a good beer. Uh Quafon, um, Yellow Dwarf. Um, it's wonderful. Yeah, it is good. They make All good right. stuff. They make good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Uh. <laughs> okay. Alright. He's trying. He's trying really hard. I'm trying to get your spirits up, man. Yeah. You are just, just Debbie freaking downer. Can I can I get to my news item, so it yeah, can piss me off even go more. Ahead. Okay, rage against that machine. So, uh, oh wait, before you get that, I'm sorry. Uh, I do have to say that this round that we just drank, oh, yeah. we're drinking, is by our good friend Janet Walker. Thank you, Janet. At J. Murray Walker. She's been really fun on the... Yes. Uh, she is hilarious. What's that? Pastor's Pub. stupid Pub. thing called Pastor's Pub. That's Pastor's it. Pub. It's not stupid. It's, it's lit. Man. It's, it's been lit for like all week. Yeah, yeah we've been talking My about music. My phone was blowing up in notifications yesterday, and I couldn't get to any of them. Yeah, we, uh, <clears throat> we're talking a, a lot about music because I uh, requested some sp- specific mm-hmm. music to listen to while I'm mowing at my new house because it's... Got five acres of, it's a lot of things mowing. to mow. Did you get your tractor? I did. I got nice. a garden tractor. It's like one step above riding a lawnmower. Will you yeah. call? Will you call me next time you mow so I can come over and watch you? Yeah. All right. I, I, at one point yesterday, I was walking around outside with my shirt off. <laughs> oh, for God! Don't so, call yeah. me when you do that. I will. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so J, J. Marie Walker at J, at Walker J Marie J the letter J. Um, Fun fact, I'm, I'm she is actually... related to Walker, Texas Ranger. Did you know that? <laughs> Did she? Did yeah, not know she that. No. Yeah. Nice. That's not true. No, it's true. That's a, Ask her. It's a fictional character, Fred. <laughs> um, anyway, she, she uh, tweeted that's her us. It's her new nickname, though. Walker, Walker Texas, Texas Ranger. Ranger. <laughs> I'm sure she'll love it. I'm going to we'll coin that now. Um, uh, anyway, she had one of my favorite tweets that she's that we've gotten and it was at Pastor's Podcast. The more I listen to the podcast, the more I'm sure that MJ Basinger is my spirit animal. Yeah. Hashtag Janet's whale mouth. Hashtag I love Notice all, all the people are saying that have never actually met Michael. Yeah. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> I'm I'm well, well here, I think it's also very telling that none of them said, Man, Matt and Brad are my favorite part of the podcast. Yeah. Today. How do you feel about that, buddy? <laughs> yeah, Mark. Old bit. buddy. And the only comment we've got directly about you is that you didn't talk eighty percent of an episode. My wife is signing that she loves Michael too, so yeah. that's so there you that's go. Good. Yeah, that, that's well. Suck it. <laughs> so, uh, Janet, thank you for, for um, thank you, Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> thank you so much. I apologize on behalf of Brad. Um, again, if you would like to um, to buy us around, support us on uh, Patreon. Um, it's one of the the prize packages for for. Um, you know, I don't know what you call it, prize package. I don't I know, guess. award. We mentioned your name something. on the podcast. We talk about it's you. It's a very Lovely. prestigious award. Um, <laughs> it's it's very, very prestigious. Anyway, if people you want to... Dozens of new people will hear people you. People are clamoring to support us. <laughs> if if you want to uh, support us on Patreon, just $1 will get you into the Pastor's Pub, where we will talk about... Um, I Everything. Somebody mentioned Justin Bieber... Um, not that that's a great selling point. No, that's a horrible selling <laughs> point. Immediately have nine. People are about ready to click on Patreon. They just like unclick. Oh, wait for it. No, no. Uh, so we're talking about all kinds of cool things. Um, you know, 
good things, deep things, nonsense things. Yeah, and some spoilers music. about what, what's coming up, yeah, too. Man. So hit us up on patreon.com slash pastorspodcast. All right, in the news feed, Brad, now good. Yeah, okay, so this is the worst thing we've ever brought up in this uh, podcast. That's pretty. That's a big... No, see, he brought up some pretty horrible stuff. Uh, this might, yeah, you might be right. This might be the worst. This is from The Guardian. Uh, the Emoji Bible has arrived. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I just, I, subtitle, I Why Everyone Should Hate Millennials. There you go. So <laughs> that's, that's Brad's version. <laughs> uh, it interprets all 66 books of the King James. Well, thank God for that. It's King right? James. Because what everybody's clamoring for is the King James Bible. It's, like, it's Emoji it be and the King James. It could be 1611 or it can screw right off. So... <laughs> 1611 GTFO. That's right. So it interprets all 66 books of the King James Version with Unicode approved emoji and commonly used internet slang and contractions. I, I could not hate this anymore. Like, I re- like this is. You know, we, was it, how many weeks ago did we have the thing where you brought up like different Bibles. niche Bibles? Yeah, yeah. Like, none of those were Most of those were just god awful terrible. None of them compare to how most of those. Is. Most of those are just like. The is it bi- an actual or, Bible? Yes. Okay, you so you can yes. follow this on Twitter by, at Bible Emoji. Don't, at Bible Emoji. But if don't you want don't to. give them the clicks. So uh, here's one of Luke two fourteen. Glory two. Apparently, God is the smiley face emoji with a halo around it. Glory <laughs> really? two. God. God face yes. emoji in the highest and on. Earth emoji, peace, goodwill toward men. Why is this necessary? It's not even full emoji. It's just a partial no. emoji. Yeah, that's lame. I want full emoji. Right, it's full emoji. It's called you, hieroglyphics, Michael. It went, out of, go, it went out of favor I mean, thousands of years ago for you, a reason. If it's you're going to commit to this, go all the way. Don't just don't just sprinkle in some emojis. I want full emoji. There are people. Can, I want. Emoji. This is the creator who wanted to be remain anonymous. Really, I can't imagine why. I thought if we fast-forwarded 100 years in the future, an emoji Bible would exist. No, it wouldn't. So I thought it'd be fun to try to make it. I wanted to make it similar to how you might text or tweet a Bible verse by shrinking the total character count. So, yeah. this is First of all, Well, you know, it's an app. Oh, it's just an app. It's not even... I can't... Yeah, you can get... I'm pretty sure it's an app, and it's like $3. I feel like my mother right now was what I'm about to ask, but can you sprint that out for me? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> All like thousands of pages, yeah. It's, it's emojis, the, so it's like hundreds is, of pages. This this is the literal worst. Yeah, Like, this is the worst version of the Bible See, I've here's the thing. Seen. Like, those Bibles, as you mentioned a number of podcasts ago, like, they're generally still just the Bible... They've just got a bunch of random, yeah. like sidebar garbage in it and stupid covers. Right. Yeah, it's the generally the same thing. Bible, the, this yeah. is not that <laughs> at all. This is not. I that. would buy a Duck Dynasty Bible before I would buy that. Nope, I'd buy Emoji Bible beforehand. I have no doubt you would. Duck Dynasty? Yes. I got enough regular no. Bibles. I don't no. need Duck Dynasty Bible. Well, you don't don't need need feel, free, Bible feel free to download the app, Michael. <clears throat> no, I'm not going to do that. Let's no, you're crazy. not going to do that. But I was kind of bummed that there wasn't more because you said they used slang in there too. Like I was ex- totally sure expecting God created the earth and on the seventh day he yeah. said it was totes adorbs. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a bummer. Oh my! Anyway. Like I, you can't. Like how can you reduce something like? Like no, here's the thing. Like no, wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait. We're no, the ones when we don't tr- li- translate everything literally. 
that we're the ones that don't take the Bible seriously. There's going to be people that are going to yeah. buy this. Yeah. Okay, got right. it. Sure. Well, right. and here's the thing: like nobody's doing this with like other sacred texts. Nobody's doing no. this with the Bible. Nobody's doing text. this. Nobody's with doing this the Quran, with the Quran, right? Do you think so, so? There are people in America who think that Jesus um, is white; that he was white. Uh, do you think that there are people after this Bible that will think that Jesus was a millennial? Is it possible? <laughs> at this point, I don't put anything past hipster glasses, evangelical Christianity. Yeah. At this point, so yeah, it, it's that's just the worst thing ever. Anyway, that's freaking garbage. What, so, how do you guys feel about Lego Bible? I don't have no idea what the what is the Lego. Wait, that's not an actual Bible. That's just somebody. It right. is. It's it's well, it's but not Lego. really. Sort it's like a picture version. of Yeah, the Bible. but it's just that. I, I guess that's more for kids. No, but I mean, no adults. Here's the thing: that going the well, emoji Bible people. I'm guessing freaking millennials. People who I mean, I this know. is this is like a legitimately serious thing that they think people are going to buy because it's an app. It's, so it's probably it's free. Hip. No, it's three dollars. It's three dollars. Yeah. Sheesh. I don't pay three dollars for any app, let alone that. Oh, not that. No. Guys, if you need to sign that the world is about to end, you look no further than the emoji Bible. Bible. Yeah. So you know, if you have any 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 sign that the world needs to end, like now, <laughs> like right now, that's it. Besides the fact that Trump's going to get elected in November, like that alone, those two things alone, Trump and Emoji Bible, those two things show you that this place needs to be just fried. Like Brad, just like move Brad's, us move us three feet closer to the sun and just bake us all because this is just ridiculous. <laughs> Anyway, your turn. Anybody else? <laughs> this week on the podcast, we have Lewis Black. <laughs> Brad's in a really bad place right now, apparently. So, <laughs> what do they do with this Bible? He's he's daily just praying for like the apocalypse. Yeah, <clears throat> there are people who actually pray for that. You just you sit back, just drink your beer, and shut up, right? Just sit back and relax. Beer isn't right. helping. Just drink it faster, <laughs> then that'll help. Okay, so did you see the Russian couple that adopted the bear 23 years ago and it still yeah, lives with them? Yeah, it still is with them. No. The yes. pictures in this are, are freaking amazing. They're awesome. So he was a three-month-old orphan cub. Uh, he was found by hunters in a forest, very weak and lonely. I'll show you the pictures. Uh, it's a his grizzly. Name, it's a grizzly bear. His name is Stepan. It's, Stepan. it's in Russia because that's what you do in Russia. You adopt bears. Stepan? Uh, Stepan. Yeah, that was Stefan. It's according to this, it's S T E P A N. So I would say whatever, just call it whatever you Stephon. want. It's a Stephon. Bear. So this couple, Svetlana and Yuri, uh, nurtured him back to health. He sits on the couch with him and watches TV. This thing uh, is, I mean, freaking gigantic. Huge. Yeah, like he says they they say they've never been bitten. There's a picture of him reading to the bear. Uh, he's 25 kilograms of fish, vegetables, and eggs every day. Uh, he drinks tea out of a cup. See, he All plays. Right. Be- he plays sports with them. What does he play? He snuggle. They, they just throw a ball back and forth to him. He waters the garden for him. He's literally holding a watering can. Yeah. So here's here's the pictures are just fantastic. This the is pictures. the one that I love. Like <laughs> it looks like the front of an LL Bean magazine. Yeah. But there's does. a guy talking to a freaking grizzly on it. Like <laughs> in so, his living room. There's him snuggling at the, the table. Bear. He's snuggling. What he's is not going even on? on the couch? It's like it's like eight feet tall. See, it's here's huge. the upside to this: is you can save on funeral costs when your death and it includes you being put back into the ground as a piece of grizzly shit. What what in the world is Michael doing? What is that? I was looking at it was a commercial for Jake at State Farm. Yeah, anyway, here's uh, him reading the bear. Yeah, look at this. It looks like a giant yeah. kid. Yeah, drinking out of the teacup, playing ball. 
This thing's going to turn on them and eat them. I don't know, man. Like, I thought about that, but, like, it's been with them for 23 years. It's had ample opportunities. You know how grumpy people get when they're old humans? Like, does that happen with grizzlies? Look at Brad. Yeah, I mean, I'm 36, and I'm as pissed off as I can possibly be. He's only seven days older than he was last week when he was happy. Yeah. Anyway, apparently Mother Russia Bear lives with you, so... Well done, Yakov. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that's my that's my news. I just thought that was the oddest thing. The They're going to end up as a grizzly turd. I don't. Right I don't now. think so, yeah. man. Like they don't. This, I don't know if the bear even knows it's, it's a freaking bear. On. Like, does the bear even know it's a bear at this point? I mean, here's if, a if question. It, here's a really good question. Okay. Is it shit in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a legitimate question. I'm I'm guessing. I don't know. Is the house broken? What's that joke? Please tell me that thing uses the toilet. I don't know. Like, please. It like, doesn't say. I mean, like, the only thing that could have made that better is they had a picture of him taking a crap on the toilet holding a newspaper. Like, that would have been the only thing that would have made it any better. He keeps himself busy by acting in films and posing for photo shoots. Oh. As most grizzly bears do, apparently. That's so. what I do. That's so weird. Is this, I wonder if this is a bear that tried to eat Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, we can hate him because he didn't succeed. All right. Michael? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> this is our most hate-filled podcast yet. Brad. Okay. Brad so, is hashtag what you got, on what, the internet. What you, what you got there, Mike? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> hashtag mad on the internet. <laughs> I think it's a real hashtag, isn't it? Yeah, it is, okay. yeah. Mad online, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, you know the old adage, uh, knowledge is power, Yeah. right? So, in the modern era... Knowledge is literally at your fingertips. Like you can, and you want to know something, you can just look it up. So the new adage is, "Wisdom is power," right? Sure. So wisdom is 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 more valuable than 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 knowledge. But anybody has knowledge. But since we're talking about knowledge, uh, let's not talk about wisdom. We'll get to that later. Wisdom's overrated. (laughs) Um, This uh, article is entitled "You Won't Believe the Questions Each State Googles More Than Any Other State." God, this has to be on BuzzFeed. It's not on BuzzFeed. Mm, it's wow. on a weird, uh, it's a weird blog. It's a BuzzFeed esque blog. It is a BuzzFeed esque yeah. blog. Anytime blog. anything blog. says you won't believe, I immediately don't click on it. <laughs> that's because uh, it's just all clickbait. Guess what? You're gonna believe it. So I'm, I'm guessing like yeah. it's, anytime I've ever clicked on one of those, it's like. No, I can actually believe that. Yeah, like, this is the that was that wasn't that great. Yeah. Um. So so some of the ones that uh that are on there like Hawaii says. <laughs> Brad <laughs> just just, just gonna say power bomb cereal all night. Um. Uh. Hawaii says, uh, "What's the meaning of life?" Um. They're deep in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, it's easy to do when you live on the ocean. Whereas uh, Louisiana, what does it mean for a pig to consent? No, that's not. No. <laughs> Louisiana is when is Wrestlemania um, Kentucky how to, how to make a baby wow um, with my cousin Michigan <laughs> is Mr. T dead is this real the, See, these are real questions I, these are real questions people it's just obscure What's, what is Indiana's so Indiana's the one that they have on here is what is satire um, yeah, but if you, yeah. then they have like other ones that really stand out in that state. Let me go to uh, to Indiana real quick, and some of the other questions. Like eighty percent of this state supports what, Trump, so I can't imagine why they wouldn't understand that. What is Islam? Um, oh my god! How many? These are all Indiana. How many states are there? Uh, <laughs> That's also what is yeah. Jupiter? Oh, Mike Pence in November, ladies and gentlemen. What is Jupiter made of? 
Um, <laughs> is Bigfoot real? These might be my things I've This is everything of Michael's Google in the last, like, ten days. Um, Did you know that one of the legends of Bigfoot they lives around here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've in the that. Morgan Monroe State Forest, like, five yeah. miles south of here. That's, I live, like, yeah. right next yeah, to Yeah, you do. You live right across from it. Yeah. yeah. He wouldn't know because you didn't help. Yeah, I know where you live just because <laughs> it didn't help you move. Good lord. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've seen, I've met people who are on their way to go and hunt for Bigfoot. <laughs> that seems like a good use of your time. Ugh. That's, um, uh, <laughs> how to be popular. That's another one. Um, that was me from like 1990 to 1994. So I, I want to, I'm going to throw one at you. I want you to guess what state it is. Uh, how to smoke salmon. Alaska. Washington. Alaska. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is quinoa? Oh gosh, Vermont. <laughs> I believe it's Utah. Where to buy magic underwear? Is that all? What is the dragon? What is the dragon that lives in the lives in the secret part of the temple? <laughs> Actually, eat. <laughs> no. uh, how, how to make meth? That's got to be Indiana. No, West Virginia. No, it's Kansas. Really? Oh, well, what else you gonna do in Kansas? <laughs> oh, grow corn. Die in a tornado. What are what are jorts? <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a couple of them okay. from this this state. I'm gonna read. Actually, I'm just gonna read all these. And you have to guess which state it is. Okay. It doesn't matter. You're not gonna guess which state it is, but it's it's a good good series of questions. Am I gay? <laughs> is Bill wait, Cos- wait wait wait. It should be pretty easy. Like if you're googling, like if you like somebody that's the same sex as you, you're probably gay. That's a pretty simple one. Is Bill Cosby a rapist? (laughs) Sure, we know the answer to that one. When is the X Files? How to write a check? Oh my! Why are people gay? Oh, what? Wow! What is Grinder? Whoa! (laughs) Why can't I poop? (laughs) Do cats fart? Why is my period late? <laughs> wow. Wow. Any uh, guesses on the state? Montana. Nope. Texas. Nope. Arkansas. Nope. No idea. Pennsylvania. You'll, you'd never guess it. Pennsylvania? Yeah. A lot of... Uh, Texas has some great ones. A lot of closeted homosexuality in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Texas has, uh, do I have herpes? <laughs> um, am I a lesbian? Um, how does sex work? Um... Well, since they don't believe Do in science down there, that since they don't believe in science in Texas, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, do zombies exist? <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> when is Jesus coming? <laughs> <laughs> How to yodel? Wait, in Texas? That's one yeah, in Texas. They want to know, and then they also want to know where Johnny Manziel is. <laughs> well, find a bar. <laughs> find a bar. Be in one of them. Yeah. Anyway, that's my that's my thing. It's just interesting. I, it's just, that is interesting. It's not really news. It's just it is. That article is right. I, I wouldn't believe it. That is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it could be could be fake. Who knows? Either way, it was it was a good. Yeah, you couldn't falsify any of that information. <laughs> no. Huh? I mean, do people really ask the question? Um, his magic reel. <laughs> Which Disney princess am I? I don't know, man. There's some pretty stupid people out yeah, there. Yeah, there really are. Yeah. How to become a stripper. That's Georgia. That's <laughs> step, Georgia. Step Georgia. one, find a club. Step two, take clothes off. Step three, dance. Congratulations, you're a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get you a bowl? Well, I'm good. 
Wow. What's next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see you right oh, now. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next, we're going to go further. <laughs> further. Do I have to finish my cereal? <laughs> <laughs> this cereal's a really bad idea. <laughs> uh, we apologize for this podcast. Oh, man. Um, for those of you who support us on Patreon, do not stop un- do not stop supporting us because of this, please. <clears throat> the next one is, is we're going to go further up, further in. Mm-hmm. F-U-F-I. Yep. As Brad likes to call it, Foofy. Mm-hmm. I like to call it that? You've called, you're the first person I ever heard call Was it I? Foofy. I don't, I don't recall that. Yeah. Right, whatever, I was there, I remember. you say. Um... I forgot to write down what we were talking about. <laughs> so it's a mystery. That's what we're talking about. I know. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to talk about mystery yeah. and if magic is real. In doubt, right? Yeah, mystery and doubt. Because yeah. um, I, I think at the heart of it, I think at the heart of why people despise Christianity so much is that it's rejected that whole notion of it, is, it just removed all mystery and doubt from the process. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, we can get more of that more of that later, I mean, but I think I've just come to the realization recently, like what bugs me the most about the American church. I guess it's not just the American church, but maybe just the church in general. <clears throat> and I've been forever trying to pinpoint like what's the one big, the biggest reason why it drives me crazy, why I really don't want to have any part of it anymore. And I came to the realization: certainty. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so tired of the certainty. Like everybody speaks in these like absolutes, and they speak in these we know mm-hmm. X. When even the writers of the Bible like talk about God as a mystery and yeah, about how the whole thing works as a mystery, and we're like, yeah. mm, no, nah, it's I, I know how it all works. Well, when you're talking about something when it's described as that which was from the beginning, I mean, you're, you're talking about something that's not you can't get your mind around no. something like that. I mean, I remember one time years ago, I sat in a church service <clears throat> in a in a southern state, and the. Shocking. The pastor was talking about heaven, of course, because that's relevant to your daily life. Right. And uh, he was talking about, and there's going to be streets of gold, and there's going to be buffets full of mashed potatoes and fried chicken. And ri-. I remember even then in college going, <laughs> fried what chicken? the hell is this guy talking about? Like, first of all, probably not. Secondly, like, how do you know any of this? Yeah. Like, when people start talking about, well, it's going to be like this, this, and that. Especially when you talk about stuff like afterlife, nobody freaking knows. I wonder what Jesus's fried res- fried chicken recipe is. Does he know all thirteen ingredients in the KFC batter? I got nothing. I have nothing to say. I, that. I have no. Response. I have no response to that. <laughs> like nothing that isn't just a string of f words. <laughs> <laughs> so back back to the issue at hand here. You know the the black and white uncertainty. The black and white thinking and the certainty you know we talked about dualism on our second podcast um and certainty definitely falls into that category of <clears throat> of either or thinking you know it's funny that of the one the one institution that should be like fully embracing mystery and doubt should be religion when you're talking about something as grand and, and as infinite as god the divine uh, the spark the force whatever you want to call it I mean, you should be you, you should your your language and your your teaching and your your attitude should be just ripe, just ripe with mystery. I mean, just full of mystery. It's full of wonder, full of, of just questions. And yet, religion's the one, the one institution that, that charges in with black and white statements 
that don't really reflect how reality works. It doesn't. It doesn't. Re, it doesn't have anything to say about nuance or the gray areas, which life is full of. And I was one of those guys that thought that. I think everything's black and white. You know, when you you read, you know, Josh McDowell's whatever evidence demands a verdict or whatever his books were, and it's all black and white, and it's all like you have to see it this way and this way, and that's it. There's no room for gray. There's no gray areas. God has told us what to believe. Well, that's complete bullshit because. There's plenty of gray areas, and the Bible's full of them. I remember when a guy in college told me, if the Bible says that I do it, if it doesn't, I don't. I thought, bull. Yeah. You don't? Nobody does. You can't possibly be... No. That can't possibly be true. No, it's not. Like, it leaves no room for any sort of Where gray. the Bible speaks, we speak. Where it's silent, right. we're silent. Yeah, sure. Right. Right. Exactly. It's just that easy. That's um, why you're all voting for Trump. Right. But, like, I just... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think what... Years ago, when we really started asking questions, it, we've talked a little bit about this. I don't know that we've ever really talked about sort of the watershed moment. But when I was finally almost sort of granted permission to ask questions, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember it drove me into like a really weird place where I started doubting everything. Yeah. Like everything that I'd ever been taught it's everything I really, it was it's really freaking scary. scary especially as I was employed at a church at the time yeah. I think a lot of times when people find out like uh, Santa Claus isn't real so, oh shit sorry spoiler alert Santa Claus isn't real <laughs> uh, there's somebody out there going no, no! but whenever I fi- found that out my second question was well what about Jesus what about God mm-hmm. and I think like that's when we start to question like it's, it's our instinct to like oh everything's what's what's what else is up true? what else is up yeah. for grabs now yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's partly why some people are so terrified to do, to actually question and to doubt because if you start pulling, you know, we could, we've called it brickianity. You know, if you start pulling one of those bricks away, those certainty bricks, away from their house that they've built that they constructed, then the whole thing comes. They're worried the whole thing's gonna come tumbling down because it will. Because it will. Yet, <clears throat> now, anyway, I mean that's a whole different issue altogether. But I mean. And I think people are terrified of that reality that it could tear down everything that they think. And it's, it's a lot of work, for one thing. If you're really going to be serious about tearing down, you're deconstructing your faith and tearing things down, it's really scary and it's really exhausting to do that. I mean, there were, I know Brad and I have had, had this conversation years ago a number of times that there are times where I wish I could just go back because it was easier. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, the certainty was easy. The thing that's been difficult for me, especially because for a lot of the that time I was a pastor, was I. The more I started embracing doubt and embracing mystery, and realizing there were things that I couldn't answer, the less like the <laughs> the more I sort of felt something like the divine, mm-hmm. the less I could talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I couldn't. I, I and I guess I'm sort of still in that place where. When I try to talk to people about what I've gone through in my faith in the last 12, 13 years, the less I can really put it into words. Right. Yeah. Because I don't really know what happened. Yeah. All I know is I started questioning everything and everything sort of fell apart. But then something else kind of got built up in its place and it seems to be better. Well, I mean, you know, the legend of... But the legend of the Phoenix is the Phoenix... You know, resurrects itself from its own ashes, and that's sort of what happens in this: is that like you burn this whole thing down, but as you're burning it down, something else is growing yeah. That's out kind of, of that. the that's kind of the paradox: is that when you, you know, we're raised on certainty. So many of us have been raised on certainty and raised on these absolutes. I mean, my gosh, how many college classes did we take that were about 
yeah. absolute truth. We heard that yeah. all the time. Um, we'll get to that at some point. And then really, but like at the end of the like, I all of like, all of that, all of that stuff sort of burned to the ground for me, like you said. Um, but what? I lost. I lost everything of my faith. I'm trying. This is once again. Where I'm trying to find the way to say it. I lost my faith in a lot of ways, and everything was like the carpet, the rug was pulled out from under me. Mm-hmm. But what's amazing is like I feel more confident now in saying I believe there's something, mm-hmm. yeah, divine, yeah. Yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it, yeah. so an energy in the universe that something is benevolent, that's holding, something that's holding it together. But the less. I know the le- but the and the more comfortable I am with going, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, like I'm fine with. I don't that. know how to describe this. Like the more I'm, I'm more more confident now than I was when I was quote certain. If that makes any yeah. sense, and it's like this weird paradox. Well, I'm more confident there was some there's something there, but I'm I I'm at the point where I'm just like, but I have no idea how to describe it or what it even is. And it's only when I when I, and you've kind of already touched on this. It's only when I sort of embraced the things I couldn't understand that my faith actually grew. Yeah. Because what, what doubt and mystery forces you to do, it forces you to take whatever you've been given, that you know what Richard Rohr talks about, that first half of life, yeah. religion, spirituality, it forces you to take it, deconstruct it, and make it your own. I remember that was something I talked about as a youth pastor, what? that you need to make this faith your own. I didn't understand at the time what mm-hmm. that meant. I do now. What he calls it, Richard Rohr calls it, transcend and include. Like, you have this where you're... Um, he calls he calls this kind of faith transrational thinking, mm-hmm. where he talks about trans transcending and including all of your past. So, you know, for a lot of us and a lot of our listeners, I think, just from the interactions we've had, um, grew up with a very a lot of boundaries, a lot of you can't believe this, but you have to believe this. You you know what I mean? It was it was partially um, pre rational and rational. That's right. So pre- like we, but that's what let me define that real quick. Pre rational is Santa Claus. Yeah. It's things that don't make any sense logically. There's no evidence for it. There's well no actually there is evidence it. for yeah. Santa Claus. No, there's not. Have you not seen Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? You don't even have a chimney in your Is that the one with Tim Allen in it? No, that's the one with Chris Kringle. No, that's the Santa bro. Claus. That's where Santa Claus plays a character who plays a character. Yeah, I've seen it. Santa Claus. I've seen Miracle on 34. But it's really Santa Claus. So pre-rational is, is that. It's Santa Claus, it's the Easter Bunny, it's um, things that evidence just says this doesn't exist. Um, most of what Ken Ham teaches is pre-rational. The earlier, the, you know, the young Earth creationists. Yeah. Nobody's buying rational. It's pretty rational. Like in the face of like every bit of like physical right. evidence, you go, yeah, but that's not. Whereas, that's not so you so you move on from that. <laughs> you move on from that into rational, which is reason, scientific evidence, things like that. And then you would move on to what Brass talked about with transrational, which is kind Where of you include all of that. You include the rational. Yeah. So like, I I feel like a lot of the stuff that I see in scientific studies and stuff. Almost is starting to give me more language for the divine. Yes, like it is, absolutely, which is, seems like a a paradox and seem or seems like maybe an oxymoron, but it it does. Like I, I see things like when I read stuff about what's going on with the Large Hadron Collider and they mm-hmm. find these parts. I'm like, okay, yeah, it gives me even more like yeah. sort of language to describe the divine. It's like this energy that holds all this crap together, um, but. And, and so you you have the rational like I'm all for science I'm all for but I also realize that science can only go so far 
Um, it can't really answer the big questions of why. I mean, it can, you know what I'm saying? Like, of meaning, the big questions of meaning. For, you know, like, I think it's Rob Bell that talks about, you know, you can explain to me why, like, the, the chemical reactions and things that are going when I look at my wife, when I, right. you will never be able to describe scientifically why this woman. Show me love. Right. Show me compassion. Show me right. grace. Not just somebody doing those things, no. but show me those things. Yes. And you can sit and you can even show me like what's happening in the brain and in my, in my, in the, in my physical body, like what's happening, my heart rate increasing or whatever. You will never be able to, like, why, why my wife of all the women in the world of all the, like, why her, why was it her that I feel this inexplicable connection to? You can't, you can't show that. No, there's no data for that. Like, so that's. There and so once again, there's. I welcome all of that stuff. Like I welcome all of that. Well, here's what's happening in your brain. Here's you know, I welcome all that. But I also I also transcend and include that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's transrational thinking that goes includes all that, but then goes. But yeah, but at the end of the day, there's also a lot of mystery, and that's okay. Like well, that's what the transrational mind is. It embraces mystery. And I think I think what science, you know, the science and the, like I follow a lot of science stuff on Facebook and things like that. And it's pretty fascinating. And I think instead of science, science is giving science giving us nothing but certainty. It's it's actually giving us more questions and more mystery. It um, is. I, I was looking through just some random facts about the universe and stuff, and I want to read these, and then we'll make a point after I read them because they're fascinating. The universe is is literally just full of mystery. Like when I mean, you talk about sub, you know, Brad's talking about the Large Hadron Collider. Every time they think they found like like the 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 base particle that everything's made of, more crap gets spills out of it. <laughs> like they just they can't seem to get down to the base building block of matter um, which would give us answers to why we're here how we're here things like that Um, the edge the quote unquote edge of the universe is roughly a 90 billion trillion miles away um, give or take a few million 90 billion trillion yeah Um, these are things we can't even like our brains can't even get our minds around this Um, the visible universe what we can see is a million 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 miles across so go ahead and add that up the solar system, our our solar system, just our eight and or how many however many planets we have now, eight, nine. Are we counting Pluto? I'm counting Pluto. Nine planets. Our solar system fills less than a trillionth of available space in the universe. Just to put that into perspective. Like you can't even. We're 93 million miles from the sun. Our universe, our solar system fills just a trillionth of available space in the universe, and it's hurtling through space at 558,000 miles per hour, and it takes between 200 and 250 million years to orbit the Milky Way one time. That's how big we are, how big just our little small group is. The Milky Way itself is made up of a number of, of smaller galaxies. It's part of a 54-galaxy group called, uncreatively, the local group. Like, hey, here's the local group. Which is part of a larger group called the Virgo Supercluster, which comes with nougat and caramel. Um, and, it's, <laughs> and I would eat that candy bar. And that's hurtling through space at 666,000 miles per hour. So when you're, and when you're talking about distances and speeds like this in space... Um, gra- shit starts to get real weird real quick. Gravity, which for us is a pretty constant thing, isn't so reliable in other places in the universe as it is here. Um, for instance, a neutron star has such immense strong gravity that when it collapses on itself, it, it can weigh more than 200 billion tons and fit in a teaspoon. It's so dense and its gravity is so powerful. Um, 96, the scientists estimate that 96% of the universe 
is thought to be made up of dark matter, dark energy, and black holes. They're mysterious, they're hard to detect phenomenon. We really can't even, we know very little about any of those things. So what we're basically saying is for, we understand only 4% of the universe is actually knowable. And you can't wrap your head You can't get your mind around it. So, so for those of you who are like, well, you know, it's black and white, and there's even those who, who, who are very much on into science and rationality and proof, um, there's far too much we don't know, and there's far too much we can't predict. You live inside a mystery every day. We literally just found a sponge off in the ocean. Yes. We never even... Yeah. How is that knew? possible? I, it, I mean, like, we're still discovering things in our planet, let alone. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a, a quote from Pete Holmes, and I tried to look it up. can't remember what it is, but it's basically that we're living on a planet, and I'm tired of nobody talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, he says that all the time. Yeah. I've heard that a number of times in a number of different avenues for him. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and it's so amazing. Like, instead of we're going to talk about... Um, that uh, we forgot our series. Our local sports team. We're going to have our local sports team where we're going to talk Shit about the traffic on the yeah. way from my house to here and how yeah. terrible it was. Yeah. We're living on a planet and, and we're not talking about It's hurtling about through it. space at thousands and thousands of miles per hour and it's orbiting the sun at thousands and thousands of miles per hour. It's and crazy. it's spinning on its axis at a thousand miles per hour. And like, it's just, like, it, you just, like, I, I mean, I've recently been. You know, Brad and I went with our driving, and Michael, you can probably relate to this because you go to work early too. Yeah. You see a lot of sunrises. You're looking at a star. Like, we take that for granted. Oh, the sun's just the sun. No, the sun's a freaking star, and for some reason, we're 93 million miles, we're the exact distance away from it that can support life. Like, if you don't sit, if that doesn't blow your mind, you need to check your heart and your brain because you've lost something along the way. Yeah, check think, yourself before you wreck yourself. Exactly. I think part of the problem with when we think of mystery is we we think of mystery as something to be solved. Yeah. Whereas the transrational mind, I think when, when religion is at its finest, which, let's be honest, doesn't happen a lot, any religion, when it's at its best, embraces mystery and goes, we don't even try to answer it. We just embrace it and include it as a part of life. Yeah, and we just go, ah, oh, that's freaking awesome. It's amazing. Like yeah. and you just move on. Like you just let it be. Yeah. And I think that and and that's and that, that that quest to solve mystery isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I think you have to get to a point where you just go at some point. You just go. There's some there's some crazy stuff and it's okay. Like mm-hmm. there's some things that I can't wrap my head around. There's some things that, but I, I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, even if it leads to some sort of doubt. Even if it leads. I mean, you know, one of the time I've been asked by people like. Atheists, agnostics, which once again you all know if you've listened to this, we're like, we love you. We're down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not down with the angry atheists. No, I'm not either. But like, like they're just as bad as fundamentalists. Don't be angry. Yeah, really, we just need. I, and this is coming from me, who's angry tonight. We need less anger. Um, <laughs> but uh, Brad's learning a lesson himself tonight. I am. But you know, just. I think, like I said, I think the religious and the non-religious are guilty of just trying to overly solve every mystery. A mystery should just be honored and embraced as yeah. part of human existence. Yeah. I mean, I really believe that a lot of what you read in the Bible, you read about people that were just embracing mystery. They were putting language to it. Because, I mean, really, what else do we have? I mean, when you talk about something like the divine, I mean, what do we have besides metaphor and exactly... You know what I'm saying? But what we've done, the problem is what we've done is we've taken those metaphors and we've made them literal. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, and so, and that's that's the biggest problem. I think when these things were written, it was just them trying to wrap their heads around it. And we just got, oh, that's how God is then. Well, Whoa. I mean, the, like, the, it seems to be like the only humble position in this world when you think about something like the divine is just to go, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when we talk about scripture, you know, the, you know, the Jews have their, their way of interpreting scripture. There were four different levels. And the most base level was just the literal reading. Just read it. Yeah. And and the problem is we get stuck. I think most evangelicals and a lot of the church, they just get stuck on that literal reading. What do they? Is, this is actually something we talked about on the Pastor's Pub in the last week. Is yeah, talking about how, how to read the Bible, yes. Adam, uh, whosoever. Yeah. We'll cover that. Um, we'll cover it. We're doing yeah. a series on that. Yeah. Because that's important. Because even no matter where you stand on the Bible, there's a lot to be learned. Even just looking at it just as a sacred text on par with you know the Bhagavad Gita and the you know, any Buddhist teachings in the, in the Quran. There's things to be learned from all those, all those texts. Um, I've read little bits of all of them, and there's things to be learned from that. So even if you aren't a Christian, you're not whatever, you're not religious at all, you're, not, you, you're just kind of whatever you are, there's things to be learned from that if you look at it in the right way. If you, if you look at it as a literal reading, the Bible doesn't come off real well sometimes. Sure. Um, so but anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. We'll get to that. Um, but the, the metaphor in Scripture, you know, it's just man's attempt to, to define the undefinable. I mean, when you're talking about, a, you, know, the, the, you know, the love that hung the stars, to quote, I don't remember who said that, somebody said that. When you're talking about the love that hung the stars, you, you can't put words into something like that. You can't. All you have is, you always, all like, you have this is where all of the mystics, which are people that, I guess the, a very simplistic definition would be people that, in, in any religion that embrace mystery, that embrace mystery and doubt, they've embraced it. In any time, read any of the mystics in any of the re, any of the religions, and it always comes down to like poetry, mm-hmm. like yep. poetry and yeah. flowery language. Because yep. how the hell else are you supposed to talk about it? Yeah. There's no other way to talk about it. It always ends up devolving not into prose but into poetry. When you try to describe, I mean, geez, even the Genesis poem in Genesis one is poetry, is Hebrew yeah. poetry, like. We've taken a poem and gone. That's how it was. Let's create a museum. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, it's it's yeah. it, it always they, the mystics always in any religion they always come down to the same thing: poet poetic language that talks about um, a great love. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why that's why musicians and poets and artists are so freaking important. Yes. And that's why we see a particular piece of art, or we hear a poem, or we listen to a song, and it moves us because it's touching a place inside of us that the the certainty and the the reason and rationality can't touch. It's touching the heart instead of the head, and both of them are important. It's important to have data and reason and rationality and you know things that are black and white. But we have to understand that the world is, you know, if we only know 4% of the universe, there's a lot of room left for mystery. Then there yeah. has, yeah. we have to create that space inside of ourselves. And that's what good art and music and poetry right. and, and writing, that's what those things do. Is and that's why books, you know, we love fan, you know, why you love, if you love a fantasy book, that's why you love that because it yeah. takes you to somewhere else. Somewhere that, that's why I love C.S. Lewis's writing. That's why I love Tolkien's writing because mm-hmm. it takes me to another place but it informs it creates a sense of wonder in me because it somehow translates back to my life as well. Well, I think what mystics, I guess trans-rational mystical people 
they they're a, they're a wonderful mix of heart and head. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. They don't deny one; they embrace both. Absolutely. Equally, and that's what I think it means to be transrational: is that you include all that brain stuff, but then you you let things touch you at the heart to the on the deepest level, and those things are often the things that just kind of leave you going, "I don't know, but wow." Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I don't, but wow. I don't think that. And this is a broad statement. So don't 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 uh, hate me for this, but I don't think that God ever intended for us to experience God only through the Bible. No, but He wanted us not. to use that to to uh, experience Him in three D, to experience Him in, in real life, and, and experience Him. Well, I mean, in, in a in a real uh, gritty, messy, um, beautiful. Um, hot mess of a world that we live in mm-hmm. uh, he wanted us to experience that look at the stars and say oh my gosh this is crazy the world is, is huge the galaxy and the universe is huge what, what there's a great passage in the Sermon on the Mount <clears throat> and I think we've this is one of those areas where all of the little headings in the Bible have done a great disservice to the text Yeah. in a lot of ways you know we, we read a heading that's you know the Bible at some point in the last 200 years was broken up into little nice little chunks with these little headings in the, in the thing and so you sort of feel like you know what's coming up and it wasn't written that way if you didn't know that um, you mean that Jesus healed the blind man? Is well, there's, yeah, there's, well there's this one there's one in the Sermon on the Mount there's one section that always gets uh, called do, it always gets headed as do not worry so he says don't worry he says do not worry about what you'll wear or do not worry about what you'll eat. Uh, consider the birds of the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't labor and toil, and yet they have enough food. And then he says, don't worry about what you wear. Consider the lilies of the field. And I've just recently come to this understanding that, see, we've always taken the imperative there is to do not worry. But I think what Jesus is really trying to get people to do, consider the lilies. <laughs> consider yeah. the birds of the air. Like, yeah. take time and embrace the weirdness of the fact that yeah. birds just know when I put bird feed in that bird feeder. Like, and they show up. Like, there's, and, and you don't have to tell a flower. Like, I've got tiger lilies in my yard. I do nothing to those. Yeah. And they come up every year. Yeah. And there's more of them than there were before. Yeah. They just know when to come up. And they flower and bloom and they're gorgeous. I don't do anything to them. They just show up. Yeah. At a certain time of year, they start. They pop up above the soil, and then they grow. And it's that is. And once again, you can explain the science behind that, but holy crap, why? Yeah. Like you can explain it, but you can't explain. I, it. Like they, they, they just know. Yeah. Like why do they know? It's a plant. Yeah. Well, you know, why does a bird know when to come back? Yeah. When to come back to this area, uh, a certain bird, and know that that. Um, we've got a, a cardinal couple that <laughs> hangs out in our yard. It is a male and a female. They're there every year. Jim and Barbara. And I'm almost convinced that it's the same the same family. They leave and they come back. How do they know? Yeah. How, Again, I, I've watched science, squirrels. Scientifically, you can explain it. I've watched squirrels. I, I sat and watched a squirrel in my yard for 10 minutes one day. I just stared out the window at it. Yeah. They will bury nuts in my yard, in my side yard. And I watched them do that. And I watched one dig one up yesterday, the other day. Mm-hmm. How, how the hell, like, 
No, seriously. Because all he puts a sign up says, nuts are here. Like, buried months ago. Yeah. That, that's actually me. Buried, it's in this girl costume. Yes. I bury nuts in your gut all the time. Buried. But buried that. Like buried a big squirrel. Buried, oh, wait, the, Michael. buried the months ago. <laughs> I'm a furry. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. Please don't. Nobody wants to think about that. So, back to the squirrel. Buried that. Buried that months yeah. ago, and then somehow just knows where it is. Yeah, it's a squirrel now. Like it's not a squirrel. You never see a squirrel going. Uh, what's the meaning of life? <laughs> but like, so they're not like super intelligent creatures where they have this like rational thinking. But somehow those they just so like. I don't think Jesus is is trying to get people. Like I don't think the key to not worrying is just to go. Well, the birds don't have to worry about it. I think what he's trying to get people to do is take time and consider those things. Yeah. Like, I think that's the imperative. It's not do not worry. The imperative is consider that. That's the deeper reading of that scripture. Like, that's yeah. the mystery of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then understand that you are so much more mysterious than even a bird or a lily. Yeah. I'm constantly, like, I'm getting to the point where I'm constantly amazed by things like that, like small things like that. Where I can sit, I mean, Brad and I were sitting in my driveway the other day smoking cigars and pipes. And a freaking bald eagle. Like 50 yeah. feet over the house. Through, like literally 50 feet over my roof. Right over my roof. Just, we're like, oh, I think that's... Is that America. That's an eagle. And it was on it Memorial was Day. It was Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Part. Did it have a machine gun in its hands? No, it didn't. Abraham, it had a Bible. Abraham Lincoln was it. did have a Bible. It. Yeah. Um, it had one of its little talons. Yeah. It was sweet. It was really cute. <laughs> um, so... Praise Jesus. As it flew by. <laughs> that was what it, it said to us. Jesus just loves America. Um, well, now you destroyed my point. Sorry, um, that's okay. Michael destroyed mine. So it's fair. fair. It's fair. Um, you had a point, but like I'm, con- I'm constantly like amazed by just things like that. Like just blown away by small mysteries like that. I mean, and not even small, like big mysteries. Like if you can look at somebody who's pregnant and go, eh, like stop and think about that for a minute. They're growing a person, like. They're, I mean, we've all had kids. We've all watched it, you know, watched our wives grow and the baby grow inside of them and go. I mean, I remember sitting on the couch with my first child watching my wife's stomach and watching, like, an elbow, like, go across go across her stomach, Freaky. like, in a ripple. And I'm like, what What just happened? Like, there's literally a person inside you growing. Like, if you're not amazed by that, how? How are you not amazed by that? I mean, where have you, you've lost, you know, it's like uh, Abraham Joshua Hessel says, I ask for wonder. Like, you need to ask for wonder. If that doesn't blow your mind, something like that. Something that you could do, even if you're, like, where you're at right now, like, a listener, look at your hands. Just look at, look at your, the palms of your hands and just think, sheesh, man. Yeah. That's nuts. Like, yeah. just the lines and in again, your hands. And you again, you can explain nuts. all, you can explain all of this scientifically. You can explain why the squirrel knows where it buried the nuts. You can explain... Why the cardinals come back to the same place every year. You can explain how babies are made. You can explain the lines in the hand and what they mean. You can explain how hands function. You can explain how bones grow. But you can't explain it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you can explain it, but you can't really explain it. Like, just like, I can talk about the, my love for my wife or my love for my children, but I, I can't show you that. I can't show you love. I can just show you me acting in love, but I can't show you love. I can't show you compassion. I can't call show back to you. earlier, it's not about knowledge. It's about wisdom. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I think you don't have wisdom without embracing mystery and doubt. No. Like, no. And that's the thing, is I think that modern religion has gone, 
if you gain enough knowledge, you'll gain wisdom with age. And it's actually completely no, like it's, it's not totally true untrue. Like, I mean, what's you know, Pete knowledge Holmes, only gets you so far. Pete Holmes has a great bit on that he did on Conan, where he talks about knowing. He says, you know, we have these phones, and like, like you can know every, like we know yeah. everything. He says, you know, I can. You know, his famous thing is, like, you know, where's Tom Petty from? And he can Google how where's Tom Petty from, and he knows. And he says, knowing feels just like not knowing. There's no, there's no gap between knowing and not knowing. And he says, yeah. we know everything, but we're not a lick smarter. Yeah. Like there's no wisdom. Like there's no wisdom behind any of that. So to sort of close this thing, I probably should wrap this thing up here. To close this thing out and bring it back to just sort of God or the divine or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's been said that if you can comprehend it, then it isn't God. Yeah. You're not talking about God. Yeah. Um, and I know that sounds like a cop out to those who demand evidence, but in order for there to be a being, an entity, whatever that we could call God. It would have to be beyond comprehension, and it would have to be beyond beyond our mind's ability to grasp it, or it's not God. I mean, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be worthy of even acknowledging. Once again, we've taken the metaphors of the Bible that were intended as metaphors, we've made them literal. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we talk. I mean, how do you talk about something that has no body? Well, you have to put a body characteristics on it. You yeah. talk about God's right arm and his feet and. And we've sort of what's come out of that in the modern age is we've is as a white guy in a white robe with a white beard, yeah. like that's sort of the end product, and that yeah. is God. I think about our society, and I think about um, just us as humans. Like at some point in our lives, um, and I don't want to say this is for everyone, um, but we lost our sense of wonder um, as a society and as 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 adults as we grow up, and that's one thing that I think. When I think about the people I love the most, is they experience life in a different way. And they still have that sense of wonder. Yeah, yeah. I went to the zoo with my family today, and watching Miles, my three-year-old, jump into the gorilla cage. <laughs> they don't have gorillas. He tried though. Uh, but there's they do have an orangutan exhibit, and like it's literally like you're face to face with them. And he literally, I, did, I wasn't able to get a picture of it. There was a orangutan with his face right up at the glass. Mm-hmm. And to see my three-year-old, he put his hand up and like right on his, five the on his five face, the like yeah. worth of the, on the glass. And like to see, he turned around and this grin on his face like, holy crap. Oh shit, like, it's a monkey. I pretty <laughs> much just almost touched that. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's wonder, yeah. and we lose that. Like yeah. we're born with that, and we lose it. And I think the key to wisdom and the key to happiness and joy in life is to rediscover that mm-hmm. that sense of wonder. And part of that is just going. There are things in this world that I cannot wrap my head around. Part and of that is okay. Part of it's just slowing down enough to see those things. Consider the lilies. Consider, consider, the, consider lilies. the birds yes. in the air. You have to slow down yes. in order to see those things. If you if you envelop that, so if you recapture that sense of wonder, you will recapture. You'll become more comfortable with mystery. And just be able to brace it. I want to close with this. Can we just close with this quote? From sure. Joey Camps from Joseph Campbell. <laughs> Joey Camps. What Pete Holmes called him, Joey Camps. Um, God is a metaphor for a mystery that absolutely transcends all human categories of thought, even the categories of being and non being. Those are categories of thought. I mean, it's as simple as that. So it depends on how much you want to think about it, whether it's doing you any good, whether it's putting you in touch with the mystery that's the ground of your being. I mean, the, the idea that God is a metaphor for a mystery that dresses the transcends 
all human categories of thought, even the categories of being and non-being. Like I that. love that ground of your being. That's actually Paul, Paul the Tillich. theologian Paul Tillich. That was his. That was how he described God, the ground of our being. Yeah, that's beautiful. And then, well, the Apostle Paul talks about. Can we give Can we give the uh, turds this week an assignment? Yeah. Or the whalers? What are we gonna call them? Turds. Let's call them turds. I like turds. So did we have turd whalers? Wasn't that one? Turds. I think it was just turds. Uh, yeah. We also had the wimps. Well, yeah. How about just turds? So turds, we're giving you an assignment this week. Take some time to consider something. Yeah. Anything. A flower. A squirrel. A dog. A cat. A human being. I don't know, like whatever. Don't stare at a pregnant woman though. That's weird. It is weird. Yeah, that's don't go really and weird. don't unless you know them. Don't be the person in the grocery store Even that goes up to them, a random stranger weird. and like tries to touch their stomach. How that you happens. doing? <laughs> anyway, consider something. Pregnant? Yeah, and then tell us about it. What See if you rediscovered any sense of wonder, even for like two seconds. So, well, I mean, I love what Paul says in Acts. Talks about God in Him we live and move and have our being. Yeah, like that's just once again about, the ground of our being. I've been I've thought about that passage for years. Like, it it goes right back to what Paul Tillich says: God is the ground of our being. Like, there's the idea that we're we're inside of something much bigger than ourselves, and we just just call it mystery. We just yeah. call it that. Just call it whatever you want to call it. Just it's just mystery. I mean, the answer to life, the universe, and everything is forty two. What Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yeah. No. Beat me to it. I read that a long time. Did you have that? I've read that, yeah. I read it. It's I didn't have it down here, but that's a great book. I've been been sitting on that for pretty fun. Anyway. I've read several of those books, actually. They're all fun. Um, Real quick, a correction. Uh, Pete Holmes, his quote was, We live in a planet, and I'm tired of not talking about it. So... Uh, one thing that was running through my mind, so we're going to get out of the FUFI and we're going to get into it. I don't know, Michael had a thought while we were talking about that that was inappropriate <laughs> at the time. Uh, but I'm gonna, I need to talk about well, that. Michael is growing as a person. Yeah, this is your restrain yourself. Yes, yeah. this is restrain. Michael's um, So I was thinking while you were talking about the headings um, of the Bible and the different things, what if we did our own version of the Bible where we just changed the headings? <laughs> Here, here, wait for it. So, and like, you know, spoilers, you know how we talk about the little headings mm-hmm. in the book. So, um, here's my heading. It's for the, the resurrection. Jesus moonwalks out of the grave. <laughs> we just change the headings. <laughs> Have nothing to do with it. I got nothing. Come on. I got no response to that. All right. You know, I, did th- I do wonder, like, I've been wondering why nobody has put out a Bible that has no headings. Like, how hard is that? Well, uh, Eugene Peterson did with the message. Yeah, but then the message, like, the, <laughs> let's not talk about well, it. But I know, but he at least... I like the message. It was that, okay. That was the purpose. Like, honestly, I felt like some of his translations... You just don't like it because you know Bono likes it now. Does Bono... Well, that would be a reason for me to hate it, but that wasn't why. <laughs> I, I don't hate it. Like, I feel like some of the times he got almost overly wordy. It was like, what? Like... Yeah. Yeah, it almost made it harder to understand for me. I don't know. That was just me. I don't. That, know I think his original intent was to do some without headings, and there are Bibles yeah. without headings. I've seen them. Are there? I yeah. have yet to see one. So I'm pretty sure. I I, I would love to. In have fact, one I think because my, it, I think my New American Standard Bible has one it. It can, you cannot help but have that tint how you are about to read this mm-hmm. a passage. Like it just does. Yeah. Like you've already got your mind made up. You lose that's what this spoiler is about. Alert, you lose, yes, you lose the writer's sort of flow. How about, just How about the non-spoiler Bible? Spoiler-free Let's Bible. Let's come out with the spoiler-free Bible. Let's yeah, come up with it. Let's do it. We're gonna do it. Or we just we do just that. do like alternate, alternate ending Bible. <laughs> Jesus comes out of the grave. Choose your own adventure Bible. Uh, that's what we already use anyway. That's pretty true. Ah uh, man, Michael with the astute observations. Yeah. 
I think we've made that before on he's this not podcast. Just a, he's not just a pretty face, people. <laughs> I mean, he's not really that either, but... <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so now we're going to get into uh, feedback. Um, one of the coolest ones, so as we were uh, recording last week, we had a message received to us on Facebook from a guy named Josh Stone. Mm-hmm. Um says, hey, guys, or hey whichever buddy. you. Hey, Josh. Uh, he says, my wife and I are uh, currently through hiking the Appalachian Trail together. Needless to say, I have a lo- lot of time, a lot of downtime just to think and be stuck in my head. Uh, he started listening to our podcast, and he's only into episode four, um, but he loves it. He says uh, he loves the intellectual and spiritual stimulation the conversation brings. Um, and they're stopping in town tomorrow to make a special stop at McDonald's. <laughs> Just to mooch their Wi-Fi and download, uh, subscribe to our podcast. That's so awesome! How amazing! This is where this is where the internet is incredible. Yeah. Once again, wonder, dude, walking the Appalachian Trail with his wife for like, two months finds two our months. finds our podcast. What? Yeah. Like what the hell? Like and what? Then, and then likes it so much that like. He's like, man, we gotta find McDonald's so I can steal their wife. I mean, I, like, we got that shit. message. We got that message last week, and it blew my mind. I told yeah. my wife, like, you've got to listen to this. Yeah, this is amazing. Like, yeah. there's 650 miles into it right so now. He gave in. an update to so me. Just checked yeah. in with them. They're up. Yeah. They're actually 750 miles. It's crazy. They're in Virginia. But don't isn't it like how many? It's it's know, a long. I mean, they've got a long way to go. To Maine. Like, I mean, he goes to Maine. That's craziness. But they've been. Oh, uh, their anniversary is. Today or this yesterday. week? Yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, happy, happy anniversary. anniversary. They've been married two years. So thanks, Josh. Half of which has been hiking. Thank That's you for, down- thank <laughs> you for <laughs> downloading our um, our podcast. That's yeah, really, really very, awesome. Very cool. Um, before I forget it, uh, five-star review. So we do have a new five-star review mm-hmm. um, from uh, X Litagiritics. Uh, Hashtag Michael can't read. Litagiritics. <laughs> Ligatrix! Ligatrix. <laughs> it's Eugenie Baltman. Yeah. Eugenie, I think, yeah. She's um, on the pod. The uh, What's that thing Pastor called? Pastor's 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 Jeez! Pastor's You're yeah. on there all the time. What yes. are you doing? She's an um, honorary turd. She yep. says, I'm I'm obsessed with him. Slash, slash. But not in a creepy way. <laughs> um, this is hands down my favorite podcast across many genres. Brad, Matt, and Michael discuss Christian, Christian spirituality in a way that is non-judgmental and honest. Allowing, well, we judge Michael a lot. Well, you guys are the worst. Um, <laughs> allowing space for doubt and dissent without compromising their own deep faith. Every issue is addressed with a great humor and sensitivity and manages to be both side-splittingly hilarious and profoundly pastoral. I laugh and think hard every single time. You will want to share a virtual beer with these guys. Make sure it's a good one. They don't suffer cheap. cheap <laughs> Amen to blood. that. <laughs> and make them part of your family. You will feel welcomed, spiritually fed, even as you are helping fire an array of jerks into the <laughs> Also, amen. Yeah, that's, that's one of the, like, we talk about wonder. That's one of those reviews. Like, most of our reviews have been like, what the hell is going on? Like, how, like, to say that it's my favorite podcast across all genres. Like, I don't even, this isn't even my favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on it. Like, maybe top. <laughs> yeah. Maybe But, like, top, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a Fairly high compliment. I mean, like, it doesn't get much better than that to say that it's the, my favorite one across many genres, of all genres. Like, that's craziness to me. Yeah. And that, I mean, I'd, like, we're constantly, if you talk, we talk about wonder and mystery, we're constantly in wonder at the mystery of this podcast and what it's doing. Yeah. We got some high praise from last week's episode. Uh, 
Daniel Hazel um, at underscore Daniel underscore Hazel Hazel underscore Hi um, underscore Daniel underscore Hazel underscore <laughs> says this week's episode was beautiful beyond words never been more on point um, uh, scrap paper theology uh, wrote uh, fake book covers news item fake book covers news item made me laugh out loud in the produce section of the grocery store. <laughs> um, Sarah Kate Swanson at Moonbright Farm. Ron's daughter. Uh, <laughs> said, mind blown. <laughs> Jesus looking God is so much better than I ever thought continually. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of, a lot of uh, high praise for the episode last week. Yeah. Uh, Adam Whosoever said, cereal hack, keep ceramic bowl in the freezer. No need for ice. Oh, there you go. Not a terrible idea. No, it's not a terrible idea. Um, and then... I'm going to go and do that. My wife's going to be like, why the hell are there like a bunch of bowls? <laughs> why are there 15 bowls in the freezer? Why are there a bunch of empty bowls in I the freezer? I bet they crack in the freezer. No, well, no. Only if you would, I bet if you would put like hot ice liquid in it, into it yeah. after that, they could. Yeah, cause It's like going hot, you know, going cold to hot real quickly. Yeah. That. Yeah. Or just so gonna take it straight from the dishwasher and put it in there. Right. Um, Chuck McClary, I really like this this tweet. At uh, Chuck McClary, I wipe my milk sitting down before I don't drink it. <laughs> Hashtag Michael's whale mouth. <laughs> uh, and then Justin Herrera, uh, only a couple of episodes in, but digging the podcast. Hashtag Do you even lift Jesus? Yeah, that's going so, way. That's going back. way that's back, way man. Um, so thank you all for your feedback. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Um, it's a great way to connect with us. Um, uh, now it's closing time. So rate us on iTunes. Closing time. I was been waiting for. I've been waiting for weeks for someone. Well, you sang that. last week. It was my turn to sing this week. Yeah, what you did. I, did. Uh, I don't. I have no recollection week. of anything we've done to this point. I, I really that's don't. Obvious. Uh, I don't. Um, so rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. It? Oh yeah, what was it? We're gonna get to a point where you just tell the same stories over and over. Again. Pretty much. Probably. Yeah, just wait for it. Um, the subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us on iTunes, give us a five star review, and actually write words. It h- helps us get uh, m- be no- more noticeable on iTunes yeah. and gets more listeners in turn. And you get to be famous. Um, support us on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash pastors podcast for one dollar. You can join the pastors pub. Um, and then now we're going to choose a hashtag. So I have a. I have no idea. I have a nine list. Oh what? my gosh. Wow. I, like halfway through the. Through the episode, I realized I haven't been writing down hashtags, so I went back and like was mentally yeah. while Brad was rambling on. Mine was multitasking. I'm impressed. So, um, we're just not paying attention. Hashtag Brad is on the internet. Or no, Brad is mad on the internet. <laughs> Too long. I like it, but um, hashtag Cotton Ball Diet. Um, <laughs> that's got to be one already. That's right? probably is. Um, hashtag um, Angry Brad. That's a, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> See, I, 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 mine was like, Matt, Matt was, what was like a hashtag? Matt hates old people. Matt hates old people. Yeah, Brad hates everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, hashtag uh, Jesus Moonwalks. <laughs> hashtag uh, I'm counting Pluto. That's, some, that's, that's me, yeah. uh, Hashtag Jesus Fried Chicken. Uh, Jesus fried chicken. <laughs> hashtag, oh, that's nice. Hashtag furry Michael. Furry. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Matt watches pregnant people. And hashtag spoiler free Bible. Matt touches pregnant people. That's even creepier. What was the last one? Uh, spoiler free Bible. I like. I kind of like hashtag furry Michael. I don't know. I kind of like Jesus fried chicken. Jesus uh, fried chicken. I'm a more. I like Jesus fried chicken or angry Brad. 
Who's that? Both those. I'm fine with either of those. Pick one. Matt, let's, you can let's do Jesus Fried Chicken. Jesus, we'll do so Jesus if you've listened chicken. to this podcast was, all the way through. We'll give Brad, we'll Brad a pass. I was week. angry, and so if you want to do angry. He pulled it together, though. Yeah, yeah, by the insights. end, you, were, you pulled it together. Yeah. Um, if you listen to the, this app, the, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you listen to this episode in its entirety, uh, hit us up on Twitter uh, with the hashtag Jesus Fried Chicken. Um, we're on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. Um, at oh, uh, Paul, what is what is it? Polly named Brad. Polly ma- named <laughs> at Polly named Matt and at Polly named Michael. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not my Twitter. You totally <laughs> should do. <laughs> you need to make. <laughs> uh, there's gonna be like a oh, somebody who's gonna start a fake account. This is Polly named Michael. I hope. No, it's gonna be furry Michael. <laughs> That's probably taken. No, I'm <laughs> guessing it is. Yeah. Don't search furry. Michael. Don't. Yeah, don't search furry anything. <laughs> I ran into the middle of a furry convention one time. What? Yeah. Quote on accident. No, I. Yeah, it was accidental. It just happened to be. No, it I was accidental. I fell in love. I didn't just know. Just had my leopard pants on, guys. <laughs> I didn't know what. I didn't know what it was at the time. Just happened to have my tail in my pocket. My. <laughs> my <laughs> we derailed you. Wiffle through your tickers. My wife and I were staying at a hotel in Indy. Look at me, I'm a raccoon. For an <laughs> <laughs> you got a tail and everything. Why don't you lift up my tail, buddy? <laughs> Care to see where the end of that tail goes? A squirrel and nut joke in there somewhere. I just can't find it. It's, it's, it's be, there. It's gotta be there. <laughs> you bury your nuts in Brad's yard. Oh wow! Oh man! Oh, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so you had a point. What was that? It, it's over. Don't it worry about it. It's been derailed. Oh, oh man. Oh. Oh, I literally gosh. cried. The point of this is that Matt's a furry. So let's uh, <laughs> let's let's finish. Okay. I'm sweating. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Scott Drickle, for our music. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nathan Miller West, for our logo and banners. Yeah. Um. <laughs> just, now we're gonna fire just, somebody. Gonna say, just the hit the button. Just hit the button. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd All right, right. Let's, let's do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Goddamn emoji Bible. <laughs> <laughs>